They're crunchy. Seven spiders, tail of a rat. Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Send out your kiddos or put them to bed. They don't need to hear the words that are said. Goblins and ghoulies with drinks that are green. They toast up their spirits to news yet unseen. Cusses and cackles. And warm, ruffled sounds ring out till bar keeps announced final round. Three sheets to the mouse is coming, and quick, if you don't like it, you can all suck my dick. <laughs> Hello, Three Sheets Nation, and welcome to episode number 137 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We are three average, ordinary gentlemen, and we have an absolute love for all things related to Disney. Joining me this week on tonight's show are two other fellas that know which end of the dipstick goes in first. Tim? Uh, I don't know what to say to that. That's a little strange. Just, just saying. That's that's basically the barometer for the whole show tonight, Adam. <laughs> well, you know, if you lube it up enough, I think you can use either end. Well, I, I mean, if anyone's ever operated a dipstick, you know that it's it's pretty thin. It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. You can shove it in and out and not hit both sides. What's the point of that? I don't. I don't know. It, it'll it you know what it's not going to water it out but you'll hit the bottom so tonight we're going to talk about uh no disney parks we're going to talk disney resorts disney booze and i guarantee you someone's going to be debaugerous on this episode of three sheets to mouse so sit back relax grab your favorite bottle of scotch then put it back in the cabinet just get a cheap ass beer let's get rolling tonight <laughs> With another great episode of Three Sheets to the Mouse. Gentlemen, it's been a hell of a week. Yes. Yes, and it hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> no, no, the Mondays just keep on rolling, man. Every day's been Monday for the last month. Granted, yep. it, the month is, is... No, the month is, is midway. So, yeah, two weeks of Mondays. And probably since I've been back since from BSV, it's been a Monday. Yeah. Adam, there will be no Mondays when you come to visit. Except for the one I go home on. Oh, that's going <laughs> to... Ironically, that's going to be the Mondayest Monday you've ever dealt with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, has uh, how's your week been, Tim? 
you know how they say when it rains, it pours? They don't lie. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say it's been a drought. No, they don't lie. It's been a shitty week so far. My weekend has been a dust bowl of Mondays. Oh, <laughs> uh, Adam? It's been fucking busy. <laughs> and just, you know, it's been stupid. That's the best way I could put it. The week has been fucking stupid. <laughs> and it's not that it's bad. It's not that it's good. It's just all bullshit. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was I was going to try to console you, but you just clocked out. So <laughs> I got nothing for you now. <clears throat> well, listen, I'm... I'm kind of riding high after the uh, the Make a Wish thing that we did today for a, a kid going to Disney, so that that made up for all the Mondays I've had this month. Awesome! Yeah, I didn't get to catch the live feed, but I watched the video playback. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know the the live stream. They said they're going to come in any minute, and like eight minutes later, I'm still holding my phone up trying to entertain the eleven people who, God bless you, stuck with me on that <laughs> when it was just the band playing the same four songs over and over again. But yeah, that was that was quite a production. I mean, that was a production is what that was. And uh, it was great. We hung out with the family afterwards. There was finger foods, which was good because I was like finger hungry. And How many fingers had, did you uh, end up eating? I, hate, I had seven and they weren't even mine. Awesome. I did. I meant to text this uh, this picture to you guys because all of the snack foods were Star Wars themed because oh, the boy wants to... His his original wish was he wanted to be Darth Vader. That's a bit of a stretch for a six year old. Okay, it's I know they did the boy that was Batman. I get that, but that, that that's a bit of a bit of a a, a girthy stretch. So, um, make a wish is like, ooh, we can send you to Galaxy's Edge, and you can. Well, I didn't say you can meet Darth Vader because I know better, but <laughs> um, he was he was. You know they're okay with that, and the kid is, is like he eats and breathes Star Wars. So um, seeing him interact with the the five hundred first that came out for it, um, he was <laughs> talking to one of the uh, uh, someone dressed up like one of the Red Guard. Oh, awesome! Oh, nice. And was basically talking shit to him about how Kylo Ren and Rey kicked his butt. which i thought was hilarious and then they had someone dressed up like a six foot jawa which was weird but they were totally in character because they were walking around the whole time trying to trade with people admiring their jewelry and and, and the bracelets and the clothing and reaching into their bag and offering them garbage and trying to trade and they they dropped like a thousand balloons or something like that from the ceiling. And this Jawa was trying to pick up balloons and shove them in his little pouch because he wanted to leave with one. It was it was great. And then he did do some trading um, in, in the little reception area with, with like other members of the faculty who just didn't know what the hell was going on. What's that guy? I'm like, well, he's a Jawa. He's a big damn he's Jawa. He's a basketball he's a player Jawa. Jawa. <laughs> right, yeah. So he's, he didn't he's, have he's... anything like good to trade because I know like when they had him in Disney World down in Launch Bay, when they had them there, if you gave them a decent or a high value high value item, they'd sometimes come back with you with something really nice. So he just had garbage in his bag. I don't I don't know what he had in there because I didn't get a chance to oh, okay. interact with him 
like everybody else did. Um, I was, as, as a Make-A-Wish representative, I was representivating. Oh. But it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's, listen, everybody listening, I, I went live in it. I'm sure by the time this uh, drops, it's been buried. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pin it for a couple weeks as an announcement. That way you can check it out because everybody knows we are totally in on uh, fundraising and charities and Make-A-Wish and giving kids a great experience down in Disney and, and, and cancer kids. So anyway, en- enough of that. You can watch it. You can cry like everybody else watching it by the end did. So uh, good on you. But uh, tonight, let's uh, let's have some sips. I said to dr- I actually said to put away your, your, your scotch and get a cheap uh, beer, but I don't um, listen to myself. I'm going to go first tonight, which is fucking the first time in 137 episodes whoever's doing all the talking that goes first. That is a lie. Oh. <laughs> Second time. It yes. can't be more than two. Second time. Okay. Wait, but did you introduce yourself? Nope. <laughs> Old habits die hard. I'm the dinner plates of the group. I'm Mikey, the ginger. Um... There, now you know my voice. I'm from Arkansas. It sure sounds like it, right? To those of the uninitiated. Uh, tonight, I've, I've actually, I kept my scotch out because I don't have any cheap beer. I wish I did, actually. Um, I'm drinking my, my Bowmore 12. Or it could be Bowmore 12. Or it could be Boa Moray. Either way, it's 12. And I like it just because it's smoky, it's nasty, it's gnarly. Uh, no one else that I know, literally, within my circle here at home, would touch the shit, so all Isla scotches are safe here. Okay, so now I have a dumb question, because I just started barely touching some of the smoky stuff and realized that I liked some of it. Sure, sure, sure. So, on a scale from, like, our bag smoky to, like, a milder smoky one, where is that rank? Uh, if mild smoky were talking about, like, a... Highland Park, yeah, twelve or something like that. This is. Let me take a sip. Actually, does it taste like you had mouth fucked an ashtray? No, no. Um, maybe you kissed somebody who mouth fucked an ashtray. So secondhand mouth fucking. It is. It, right, right. It's yeah. It's 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 you know sloppy seconds. Um, it's it's more aggressive, Adam, because it has more brine. The, it it has like more salty. more peat, more smoke, and then it has a lot of brine to it. It has that that really salty, See, briny like flavor. I like salty. That's that's why I I really like the Bowmore. But my my absolute, I mean, I, I and again, I like Ardbeg. But man, I can sit and just drink Highland Park like crazy because that's just a really great Scotch that gives you a little bit of smoke and good flavor. But it doesn't, uh, it's not overwhelming. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. a good entry level. And I know people drink monkey shoulder and complain about the smokiness to it. And that, there's no smoke in monkey no, shoulder. I don't ever remember, ever remember smoke, smoke in yeah. monkey shoulder. You know, and, and like not all scotches have that smokiness. And sometimes you hear people that have listened to other shows and talked to other people talk about a smoky scotch. And they they imagine smoke that they're, that they're getting out of it. But, uh, you know, th- this one, um, you know. I'll let you give it a shot when you when you come visit. Sounds but like a plan. It's, uh, it's not Ardbeg. It, it is it is it is maybe like uh, 
68% Ardbeg. But then it's got the brine in there that Ardbeg lacks. So you get a little bit more complexity. Okay. So there you go. That's, that's what I got. Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I too wish I had some cheap-ass beer, but I drank all that over the weekend. Right? So I've got some standard uh, Woodford Reserve. Oh, just the basic. Just basic yeah, I say basic. God, what kind of fucking whiskey snob have I become? <laughs> just the basic <laughs> Woodford yeah, there's people. No, Mikey there's has no become double, the whiskey snob. Right. There's no double uh, reserve. It's just regular. Uh, see, I've I've got some uh, some double oaked uh, store pick in the, in the Ooh, cabinet. I'm, I'm I'm wanting to find another barrel of double double, and I, I can't. Adam, I got a place for you to go so you can hit up and taste all sample all the whiskeys that they got for store selections. They've always got a, a wood for double. And they like they let you sample them in the store. Yeah, you don't have that. No. no. Wow, we don't have shit in Arkansas, but we got we got a place where. They have a tasting bar, and they have, like, select whiskeys available back there, and they'll pour you a little bitty, uh, you know, communion cup. Our, our liquor stores are state-run, so we're lucky we can I still mean, they, buy alcohol. They have wine tastings. They wine tastings, but that's wine. Everybody does wine tasting. Yeah. They've, they've got wine. They've got, you know, they've got a growler station, and they'll they'll give you a little communion cup of uh, whatever beer they got, you know, in the growler station, and you can also sample... Uh, a lot of the different bourbons and scotches. That's a little weird. So, to me. I, I, I would love that. That sounds fucking amazing yeah. to me. I had a good friend that worked there, and he was very heavy-handed, and he would fill up the cup completely. So you'd basically be getting like an, you know, a little more than a one-ounce pour. Well, that. And I would taste everything whenever I visited. <laughs> I'd have like yeah. eight. Yeah, I don't know that he works there anymore. Oh. He keeps he kept getting in trouble because he would taste it with you. Yeah, that's probably yeah, not that's the way that's supposed upon. to work. And, and well, no, it's not really frowned upon. But he would taste it with everybody. Oh, so we'd get shit faced at work, pretty much. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you yeah. Try I mean, this. I mean, I, it's a really good taste. <laughs> I, I get it. You want to be able to compare tasting notes with somebody to sell that, you know. 50 or $60 bottle of whiskey because here in the South, that's not what folks are going in there and buying. They're going in there, they, they're, they're getting crowned, they're getting Jack, or they're getting just some, the, the cheapest shit, the fucking bird dog. Or uh, Fireball. Mm-hmm. A lot of Fireball gets sold down here. A lot of Fireball. No Fireball. No no Fireball. Well, then what, what, what are you drinking, Adam, if you don't have Fireball? I have never, I only had Fireball once. And that I've only had it one time like, as well. I bought um, a bottle of it when the cinnamon toast crunch shots were like a thing, and <laughs> I ended up we we had a party. We we did cinnamon toast crunch shots with the fireball and the rum chata and the cinnamon sugar on the rim. I ended up throwing out the rest of it because after the party, I was like, I can't drink this. This is nasty. So the fireball got thrown out, and the rum chata I want to say curdled in the refrigerator. Yeah, because we never used it. Yeah. <laughs> we used it after that. <laughs> I think I've had Fireball one time, and I've had a, a cocktail that had rum chata in it that I was—I didn't—I just—I just ordered something real quick because I don't know the circumstances, but it was one of those hurry up and get it. Or maybe somebody was buying, and I was like, real quick, I'll have a. And uh, yeah, really, up with uh, that. I did. I did. I had. I had the. So what I got for me, I got um, four roses, small batch. 
which is kind of my go-to. It's not super expensive. And it just it's a good, easy drinking bourbon to me. That's that's like thirty, mid thirties? Yeah, give her yeah, right about Yeah, I think I, I think I picked that one up for thirty one. So it's okay, not yeah, awfully yeah. expensive. It's super easy to get and it, it's just comfortable, easy drinking if if you don't want to go all crazy. Down here it I think it usually runs about four dollars more than what you guys normally pick stuff up for. So it's like four or five more. So that's when I say mid thirties, is that's what it usually runs. Uh, if I, if, here, then you can get the. Sorry, good. I was gonna say you can get the blend. I think for like maybe twenty eight. If I pick it up in Jersey, it's a little more. But if I pick it up at the state store over here in Tannersville, it's thirty one, thirty two dollars. Yeah, usually for some reason up in Pennsylvania, the four verses is on sale. Yeah. So. Oh. Don't know why that is, but not complaining about it. I, I'd love to catch a store pick. Those sell out quick over here for some I reason. Got, I got store picks don't really move that fast down here because, like I said, that this isn't the market. There are no refined whiskey drinkers down here, so maybe that's why the selection's not that super great. And the store picks sit there for a while and then they age further on the shelf, but don't get marked down. Hell no, because the store's got too much money tied up in that barrel they bought. Yep. yep. All right. Well, tonight, you know, we're, we're not. We talked a lot about. Bourbons, whiskeys, scotch, right now. But that's not what what we're talking about this evening. This evening, we're gonna uh, we're gonna leave the parks, like I said, and we're gonna go to a resort. Um, at the sheet up, uh, Tim and Adam and myself, we stayed at the uh, Grand Floridian. It was my first time to be on that property. Was it you? Well, you guys got there a day ahead of us, actually. Two days. So you two guys, days. We got there Monday. Two days. Okay. But was that your yes. first time? Yes. To be there. We're all Grand Floridian okay. virgins. All right. That's right, GFV, which sounds like some type of disease, actually. Yeah, a little bit. It's either that or a um, test for the disease. Right. <laughs> well, I have not had it, to my knowledge. The disease or the test? Uh, Both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she looked clean. Oh, you got that GFE. There's a test for that now we have to go put you through. <laughs> you can pick that test up at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> It's right next to the Clorox <laughs> and right before the Colgate. Not Colgate, True Colgate. Story. They, get that, they got pregnancy tests at the dollar store, oh, yeah. man. I, I, saw was, I would trust that. I saw that meme the other day and I was like, what? I would trust that. Yeah, that, man. That's like just, just at that point, just ask someone on Facebook, am I pregnant? Well, I mean, it's right up there with buying a dollar store condom. That can't be a good idea either. Yeah. <laughs> Do you only get one for a dollar? That's gas station level, man. <laughs> well, no, you get a 40-pack for the Dollar Tree. <laughs> oh, what? You just... I, that might work for me because I, would, I then I could layer up. And they're Trojams. And hit, <laughs> hit, hit all the walls. They're toe jams. That's what I heard. And Earl? <laughs> What's Dollar Store? I mean... That funky, fresh beat. Oh wow, we, we are so disrailed. <laughs> yeah, we went we went Sega Genesis. It wouldn't be a show if we weren't. Oh, Toe Jam and Earl. I used to love that game. Such a <laughs> I think game. it's maybe the first Toe Jam and Earl reference in 137. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of. I'm not gonna go I back would assume and check. Yes. Though. Well, yeah. this is the whole episode about first. It was the first time for all of us at Grand Floridian. So. That's right. 
And and we did. We stayed there. So we thought, hey, let's let's do a little talk about it because folks had a lot of questions about what that uh, particular resort was like. And our experience was more DVC related. So we decided to to break it down uh, and and kind of go back to a little bit of the history of, of the resort and uh, you know do the do do it up right. Now there's quite a bit of history uh, regarding the, the Grand Floridian. Um, the backstory. Uh, for for the actual resort because everything in Disney has a story or a backstory or, you know to go along with the theming um, is that the Grand Floridians uh, you know bright white towers and the gabled roof would would echo back to the Victorian architecture and you know that came to symbolize Florida's carefree winters and balmy summer nights um, and the resort does reflect that era of uh, you know when. You had the the the, the wealthy construction uh, magnates and and the railroaders and stuff. Um, they built these new railroad routes and all these new resorts and everything in Florida. And then you had a large uh, influx of people, so they built this hotel at the end of this line, this grand terminus line, and 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 that's that's their story of just uh, the railway comes in and they built this grand hotel at the end of the terminus, and and that is the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, it's known as the uh, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. It is probably one of the uh, flagship, re- well, it is a flagship resort and one of the main resorts around, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom area. Um, it is styled after what you would say is like a romantic turn of the century resort. Uh, but when it was originally um, being planned, uh, Disney uh, actually had something else in mind completely. And you know, when he was flying over and he had his codenamed Florida Project, Walt had uh, had planned for five luxury resorts to be built around Magic Kingdom. You had the Contemporary and the Polynesian Village. There was going to be an unnamed Asian resort, a Venetian resort, and a uh, Persian-themed resort. Now, going all the way back to 1967, you know, there were actual published mentions of these hotels with South Seas and Cape Cod kind of uh, leanings to them and and you know the 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 contemporary and the Polynesian opening in 71 the other three they were you know Disney was kind of holding back on um, Walt Disney World was holding back on to see if you know eh, there was going to be a demand to have you know three more resorts opening in the next five years so you had um, early construction images around the poly and the contemporary show them in the same location they are today. But you had this Persian-themed resort that would have been located north of the contemporary. And the Venetian resort would have been between the uh, TTC and the contemporary. But the Asian resort was going to be built right between the poly and Magic Kingdom. And I keep mentioning this because this Asian resort is the one that was kind of the, the tipping point on, on getting to the Grand Floridian. It was always part of the original plan for the Walt Disney World resorts. And during construction, Disney had actually set aside a little square plot of land northwest of uh, Seven Seas Lagoon for this Asian-inspired resort. To the point where they had models and detailed drawings made. Uh, but construction never moved far enough forward. And, you know, reasoning for this falls two different directions. You know, some blamed it on the oil crisis of the 70s, and then some said, you know, maybe it was a result of uh, 
a lack of time and money for Disney after buying out U.S. Steel. They, you know, they couldn't get along with building an elaborate hotel down in that area. So it, nothing happened for like two decades. Until, in 84, Michael Eisner becomes the CEO. And, you know, he, he had architects working on this Mediterranean resort, but he also had Imagineers designing a companion hotel that was going to be just as large and was to, to be called the Grand Floridian. Uh, it was obviously more elaborate with architectural references back to the, uh, you know, like, like Meisner's, which is a reference to Addison Meisner, uh, an architect who established the classic, you know, 1920s type Palm Beach uh, resort style and you know the the Mediterranean resort architects completed their design in seven months and Disney said we like it go forward with it that was before Michael Eisner came in Michael Eisner came in and said hold up I want to see how the Grand Floridian does I want to go forward with this and uh, let it run for a year and see if we need something else we, just to see if this is going to be a success which, needless to say, it, it was a success. It came out at the right time for Disney. Before you had the Grand Floridian, you would have had um, the Asian Resort, and it would have been positioned as a backdrop to the Magic Kingdom like the other resorts in the area. Uh, Tomorrowland lines up with Contemporary. Polly kind of lines up with Adventureland. The Asian Resort would have lined up also with Adventureland, but you have the Grand Floridian, which kind of lines up with the backdrop for the train station on Main Street USA if you, if you look far enough across uh, the, the lake there um, and be, being forward thinking they had already named that roadway for this Asian resort it was named Asian Way and then with that resort not coming no, into fruition no it wasn't for real yes it was <laughs> wow. because now it's named it's named Floridian Way yeah. can you imagine Great. Okay, and this was in like the 70s, 80s, so that wasn't even but like, remotely, yeah. Like, if it came around to this time period, and you had a road named Asian Way on your property. Well, so like you named it Oriental Way. Still, Asian Way is right. like, it's asking for comments. It is, it is, so... They named it uh, Floridian Way, which, you know, was just replacing some signs and letting someone know... Uh, you know, in the county that they changed. Well, the only no, well, they only so. need to know is let Rudy Creek know because they are their own town. But if it's, it's yeah, its own town, true. right? And uh, that that brings us up to when they started breaking ground on this particular uh, resort. So, Adam. Well, I'm going to go back a little bit further, and I'm just going to mention the architects that were actually working with Disney Imagineering to get the project done. And I'm sure I'm going to kill the names of these, but we have Wimberly, Wisenhand, Allison. Whoa, hang on. What's his last name? Wisenhand, Allison, Tongue, and Goo. It's not Wisenhunt? No. W I H I S E N A A. W H I E S E N A N D. So it may, it's English, it's the American version of how to spell Wizard Hunt. Yeah, I guarantee you, somewhere, our ancestors... Probably. There's a chance. you ain't got a last name close enough to mine not being part of me, so you're welcome. So I, I, I just thought you were, I was going to get heat for Tongan Goo. I, I saw that, <laughs> I'm like, I, I need to research that a little bit more, because of those last names, 
Yeah, they're all last names. Or is Usually, it a company name? Oh, well, they were Wawatog, because there were two W's. But I guess one of the W's left, so now it's just Watog. <laughs> so Wetag. So Wataga. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was their byline underneath their logo. An architectural firm not to fuck with. <laughs> They were actually awarded the commission because of their past work, and they've done a lot of work with Disney before, in Euro Disney, and uh, now, of course, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland. So the principals on the project were Jerry Allison, Don Fairweather, Mike Chung, Chuck Corwin, and senior designer Jim Loft as the project designer. Uh, and, of course, Michael Eisner is still credited, although he was active behind the scenes. He was never actually directly involved with the design process. So I don't know what exactly he did, but I'm sure he kind of just steered them in the direction that he kind of wanted them to go in. Um, it started with Disney Development Code providing a quote-unquote vision document to the architects. And from this document is where the design actually evolved. It's an ongoing device that had numerous designs and review meetings. And the ideas that Disney provided had to be adapted into the site and modified. So anytime they came with something, they wanted to make sure that that actually made it into this project. So it's kind of cool, kind of interesting that, like, you know, even though Disney kind of licensed this out to an architect company... They always had their hands and their fingers in it, trying to make it exactly what they wanted it to be. Um, there was 40 acres actually set aside for the Asian resort that was kind of just sitting there. And I remember before, because I'm older than dirt, that when I first started going, the Grand Floridian wasn't built yet. It wasn't there. The monorail was there, the poly was there, and the contemporary was there, but Grand Floridian wasn't even a thought. But they did run into some struggles because they, even though they did start some of the prep work for the Asian resort, Glen was still very wet and swampy. And of course, that's typical for Florida, but it's still going to create some construction and possibly sinkhole issues for the resort. So it actually required thousands of cubic yards of fill that had to be carefully applied in layers so that the resort actually won't sink down. So they actually kind of had to come up with a way to cover a sinkhole. They also, some of the construction, they ran into the the monorail issue. Like, now think about, like, when you think of construction, you think of, like, giant machinery, like pile drivers, all this other stuff. This is probably why we do not have the monorail connecting to the newer resorts. Because this monorail existed while they were building this resort. So not only are you having to worry about just natural shake and... Like, there's a swampland. But now you have to worry about, okay, we have to make sure not to destroy the structure that's already built for this monorail. I think I think also, um, to piggyback on that, is now you have the logistics of getting your heavy equipment in in the less direct route because maybe you can't just... Maybe it won't fit underneath the monorail so you can start pouring your foundation and stuff like that. And you have to connect uh, to the monorail because it's a monorail resort. Yeah, yeah, that I hadn't thought about that, Adam. But yeah, oh. you, you're probably on as to why there aren't any other. Well, now they got gondolas. That's why can, we got you know, gondolas. Drive underneath Speaking. them. Well, I mean, they always could have connected after, but this was probably oh, we still want this resort here. Well, you know, now we have to retrofit kind of. Yeah. 
And that was another kind of problem that they kind of fell into because you have this Victorian resort and a monorail. It's a Victorian monorail. But it's not, I mean, you, we've all know the monorail looks super futuristic and we know that like just from seeing it. But now we're looking at this whole, okay, what do we do now that it's, it's a Victorian resort? How are we going to make this work? The only way that they came up with making it work was actually making the station look Victorian. And if you really look at it, you can't really see the monorail from inside the main building. Oh, well, you can't. That's true. Once you're inside that building, the actual main building is set further enough away from that monorail that unless you're on that second story going out to it, you're not going to see it. That's right. That's true. Even if you're walking underneath it, you... You're really hard-pressed to, to pick out the beam. They disguised exactly. it very well for that resort. It, it, they did it. Who knew you could fucking hide a monorail? Well, it's not really... It's hidden in plain sight kind of right. situation when you think about it. Yeah, because you don't... Yeah. And then it, I think at this point, people are just used to seeing it, so it's like... And then, yeah, most people don't even think about anyway. it at that point. Well, actually, you know, they also ran into some, some other problems with the actual construction. Because the... Actual buildings that this hotel, that Grand Floridian is based off of, were actually constructed from wood. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wood is not going to hand up to stand up to Central Florida weather too well. So the challenge was at this point as well was to make something not constructed out of wood but look like it was wood. So they utilize a lot of aluminum siding, and aluminum siding pieces not longer than twelve feet long, to make it equal to that wood length. Oh. Damn you, Imagineers. No, that's Well, it's not even the Imagineers. This might have been the... I don't know who took responsibility for it, but they wanted to get that to the point. So the aluminum siding is not longer than 12 feet long. Epoxy paint and, you know, some various other Disney Imagineer materials to make this look real. Some actual use was used in the areas where it get, could get close and actually touch it, though. So, and it was, of course, was built to match the safety and size of the illuminated siding. So everything matches. Even if you can touch it, that part might be wood, but the aluminum siding was made to match that wood grain. Which is pretty, they put a lot of, like, people always comment about how much work and thought they put into their theme parks. They put the exact same kind of work and thought into the hotels, which I think is pretty awesome. So now many people see the Grand Floridian and they think of the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego because it's very, very similar. But the resort is actually influenced by another of other renowned resort hotels. So you're going to have the Del Coronado, the Mount Washington Resort in New Hampshire had a somewhat of an entrance, and also the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Mackinac Island in Michigan. Rachel Barnes is going to be mad at you. I know she's going to be mad at me. I love you, Rachel. Too many C's and... In Michigan. Michigan. Well, you might as well fuck it all up if you're going to fuck it up. All right. Nope. Some people will get that joke. I know. If you listen to another podcast, and that's all I'm going to say. Also, the Bellevue, Baltimore, and Clearwater, Florida, and some Victoria houses and buildings in San Francisco. So the Del Coronado was chosen for its overall appearance, but lacked the good good detailing and the actual effects that they actually wanted to put into it. The thing about the Grand Floridian is that it's not historically correct. And that was actually a decision that was made 
because they wanted more of a feeling of fantasy and escapism. So, believe it or not, the original plans, if you really walk into a 19th century, like, tassel trim, like, whole hotel, you're going to get this very extremely stuffy feeling. And we all thought it was stuffy when we walk in there for Disney. But they actually dumb that down a little bit and actually taken a lot of the stuffiness out of it so that it's more neo-Victorian than like true Victorian. And it's just, it, it's all those little things that make it a little more welcoming because if you went into a true Victorian hotel, you think you're uncomfortable here. A real big upscale Victorian hotel, you're going to feel like you're standing out like a sore thumb. So when you say stuffy, you mean as far as it's, uh, it's, it's, decor it's decor or... it's the um grand birdcage feel out of place formality it's it's very formal yes like very okay. like a true victorian house when you walk into is extremely formal like all the colors have to be a certain color everything has to be faced a certain way they try to like mute it with some of the colors that they used for the chairs for the drapery um some more they added more pastels in instead of the harsh reds and whites and strict golds and everything like that just to soften up the look and soften up the feel a little bit because the other way was way too cold for disney and like everybody who walks in here the first time when they're on that first disney vacation is like first thought is i can't afford to stay here (laughs) (laughs) second thought is i don't know if i'm comfortable here so now imagine if they didn't take those steps to make it a little bit more welcoming what that would feel like yeah folks would go to a different resort and now we're kind of getting into the interior part and what's actually inside this grand lobby so tim has this part for the shops and some of the dining that we can get to food and drinks i'm hungry the grand floating has probably some of the most widest range of food options that you can ask for from your basic pool bar menu all the way up to their flagship restaurant, Victorian Alberts. Tim, you just hurt my heart. What? We spent a lot of time at that pool bar. We did. Basic and, pool bar? Well, they're basic pool bars, <laughs> but... And this is the front, This is probably the first time we've ever spent a good amount of time at a That's pool true. and at a pool bar. Which was the beaches pool bar at the quiet pool. <laughs> Not so quiet. Not when we were there. Not when we were there. (laughs) So we have the Courtyard Pool Bar, which is at the main pool. They have a similar similar menu to the Beaches Pool Bar. It's your standard hot dog, chicken fingers, turkey sandwiches, beer, mixed drinks. We stayed with the poolside iced tea, which had all the alcohols and a splash of Coke. (laughs) It was basically pretty much a Long Island iced tea, but our, our... Server was and our bartender was very heavy-handed with those, mm-hmm. as we were waiting for the Wizard Hunts and the Nam Dugs to show up. We kind of got a little lit on those. <laughs> you guys had commandeered two, yes, little two, bitty two of those uh, sun chairs with the sun couches with the canopies. Yeah, we did good. We know you guys were coming. We didn't stay there long after, but we knew you guys were coming. Yeah, no, it was perfect. I, I love it when, when cheaters take places over. It's like the greatest game of risk. <laughs> well, we would, we were eating um, fudge-covered 
Nutterburgers and drinking these poolside iced teas. <laughs> no, y'all were eating fudge-covered nutterbutters. I was yeah, I just drinking. And they, they were melted, obviously, because it was hot. So let's move on to some of the quick service options. You have the Grand Floridian Cafe, which does breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's an ambiance of Victorian manner, serving up American classics in an English countryside. We've never eaten there. I don't know that we ever will. Where was this? The Grand Floridian Cafe. Isn't that where we ate breakfast? No, that was at Gasparilla's. Okay, never mind then. Next. You have the, <laughs> the uh, Garden View Tea Room, which if you have children and you have girl children, you're going to take them there. They're going to dress up and have tea parties. I think those are just called girls. <laughs> girl children. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't know what they're called. Do you have the girl? Can you not take a boy to a tea party? Yeah, what's wrong with that? You can, but... With a bow tie? Historically speaking, the girls are going to be the ones that go to the... They want to go to the tea parties. I like eating I like and tea. tea. I like I like crumpets and tea. Crumpet this. Oh. So oh. We have Gasparilla <laughs> Island Grill. Crumpet you, damn it. I'll crumpet who I want to crumpet. Nobody can tell me who I want to crumpet. <laughs> Gasparilla Island Grill serves breakfast, lunch, dinner, and late night. They're open 24-7. So throughout the day, you have your typical food court options from Disney, your breakfast sandwiches, your hash browns, eggs, lunch, pre-made sandwiches, burgers, pizzas. At late night, they have limited options of pre-made burgers, pre-made pizzas. If you're hungry in Grand Flow in the middle of the night, you can go to Gasparilla, get what you want. You also have, uh, next up is 1900 Park Fair, which is their signature character dining. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A different assortment of characters depending on which meal you're eating at. We've only done breakfast there, which is typically um, Winnie the Pooh characters and Alice in Wonderland characters. But for dinner and lunch, there's the Wicked Stepsisters, the Wicked Stepmothers, Cinderella pops up. Really good food, strawberry soup for breakfast. That keeps making our list, but... It's, we never follow it's through. It. It's worth it. It's it's one of the most fun character breakfasts we've had. Yes, Alice told me I was special because I was left-handed. Oh, well, there's a story. There's a story. So they she she'd come around, and they, they, the most interaction we've ever had at a character dining was here. And Alice had come around, and she was taking pictures with us. She's like, let's pretend we're having tea. So Adam, Kate, and Alice were holding the tea cup with their right hand. I'm left-handed. So I was holding it with my left hand. Imaginary tea cup. And she looked at me and she's like, what is he doing? And I was like, he's left-handed. He's like, oh, he's special. <laughs> <laughs> so it was awesome. She moved, she moved her hand to the left hand so I wouldn't be alone. It was pretty cool. So then we're moving on to some of the dinner options for, you have Narcoosie's. Which is the one that's out on that pier. And it's um, mostly seafood. Citricos is the Mediterranean American inspired cuisine. We've eaten there. It's pretty good. It's, it's Citricos is signature, right? It is signature. Most of the restaurants in the Grand Floridian are signature, signature and up. Except for the first one you mentioned. 1900 is not signature. 1900 is not signature in the other one. Well, Gasparilla's uh, is, is quick well, serve. Oh, Gasparilla's quick serve? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. No, the cafe. 
Is the cafe sit down? Grappling Cafe is, is also quick serve. Oh, okay. I thought it was... I'm sorry. My bad. And that leaves... Victoria and Albert's. Which is signature plus 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 plus. plus, plus. <laughs> we had the, we had the uh, opportunity to dine here this past trip. And if you can swing it, it is well worth it. It's amazing. If you want to feel pampered and ultimately bougie, get yourself to Victoria and Albert's. I just want to say one thing before you continue on. I've never felt uncomfortably uncomfortable at Victoria and Albert's. Right. And I just want to take that kind of thing and, and just mention, because you mentioned the bougie bar. And I think it, it turns a lot of people off when you say, it's going to be very stuffy. It's going to be every... No, we oh, it wasn't. It wasn't stuffy at all. But that's it. But when you say bougie and you think of an experience like that, yes, price is a thing. It's not cheap, and I won't even pretend to be cheap. But it's not. It's still Disney. You're still allowed to have fun. We had a blast at our table. We had a blast with the company that we were with. And I, I think that's the, that's the most important part. They don't really go out of... Like, you think of a stuffy restaurant sometimes, and you know, you, you get the small bite, and they make you feel uncomfortable. They were super approachable and super nice throughout the whole experience. And I, I think that's how most people see the whole resort is it's stuffy and that's how we used to see it but we, now we're old we're old <laughs> we might be bougie we, we're those guys that get off my lawn I, I totally enjoyed this last trip staying at the grand floridian i'm not gonna lie it's probably up there it's definitely in the top three resorts for me now it was my favorite so far one bedroom i've seen because the only other one bedroom we was at bay lake no but even like we've done tours yeah, we've seen the Animal Kingdom one villa. We've seen we've seen a bunch of one vi one bedrooms, bedrooms yeah. but oh my god, the Grand Floridian was amazing. I would I would want to live there year round in a Grand Floridian one bedroom villa. Mm. Just saying. So I saved this one because it's kind of the point of this whole show was Meisner's was just replaced by the Enchanted Rose. I'm sorry, their food here sounds... Everything about this says yes to me, and I don't want to admit that. It does. And and I was... I'm going to say I was totally against this one. They first was like, why do a Beauty and the Beast-themed lounge in Grand Florida? Because Beauty and the Beast is French. Slightly. slightly. And Grand Florida is, is English at best, Floridian at worst, which neither one says French. And if... I'm not mistaken, aren't they kind of going for more of the live action? Yes. You are kind of look as opposed to the animated which which that's a first for anything Disney because they they everything else they always do is, you know, back to the uh the original animated version with, with a lot of their stuff. So, um list okay. The menu. We like the menu. I like the menu. I just, I don't like it here. But that's just me. I have to check it out before I, I make a yeah. comment. I, uh, I'm going to check it out. I've heard good things so far from people that have already checked it out. And I, I know there's no Parisian resort, so you don't really have any place to put Well, that. I mean, the closest Parisian resort just opened up, and that would be the Riviera. I think that would be the closest that we're going yeah. to get to a Parisian resort at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely European feeling in there, and that's not 
saying it's anything bad. It's just it feels very European. It feels very Parisian. If you've if you've hung out, if you've seen the 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 demo rooms, I guess you would call them. But if you if you take the tour through the DBC and you actually see those rooms, they they remind me of European rooms. They remind me of an IKEA display. Which, is, by the way, it's the seventy third birthday for IKEA today. So, there's that. Happy birthday, Yay. IKEA! Well, I just mean like it's real. It's, the pictures I saw were all very modern, I guess. Or maybe I'm getting it confused with reflections. Maybe. Possibly. Hey, you know what though? We're not here to talk about me. Let's talk about Meisner's, Tim. Well, Meisner's is no more. Or not, not Meisner's. The Rose. The Rose? No. Enchanted Rose. Enchanted Rose. Which is loosely based on the library from the Beast Castle. I, I'm going to hold reserve. I'm going to reserve judgment until we go there and check it out. But I'm optimistic. Some of the drinks sound amazing to me. There's a lot of gin drinks, and I love gin. So. But. That's the theme. With the turn of the century, post prohibition drinks were a lot of gin based because that was what could be easily made at the time it didn't have to age necessarily and those are your food and drink options let's shop let's shop piggybacking on the whole enchanted rose thing they took over one of my favorite shops on property to expand meisner's into the enchanted rose which was colonel porter's which was the men's shop at the grand floridian you could get anything from golf attire to ties to dress clothes if you forgot to bring some if, you, if you're having signature dining. But they close it down and we're stuck in a little corner now at Sandy Cove. Well, I mean, the only thing I can say about that is that at the Marketplace in Disney Springs, they have the, the what the hell is the name of that store? The high-end men's clothing. Men's Warehouse. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dillard's. Dillard's. No, it's that special brand that they came out. Disney came out with a special men's line. Twenty eight in Maine. Twenty eight in Maine store that you. A lot of the stuff that they sold in that store they was twenty eight in Maine, and you can get that still in Disney Springs. Well, no, the most of the stuff they sold at Colonel Porter's was Vineyard Vines. Okay, but I mean, you could find these clothes still on property okay. if you look. And you for can it. find Vineyard Vines anywhere, but mm-hmm. it's nice to go into a shop. Because most of the shops, especially in Grand Floridian, catered to women. Women's clothes, women's bathing suits, perfumes, you know. And you have Basin White, which is all the soaps and bubble baths and... Bath bombs. Bath bombs, bath bombs galore. Literally, when you walk past this door, the front window, all you see is these round balls of bath bomby goodness. Well, you also have the soaps that you... The cut soaps, because they have those logs. Yep. You can get your soap cut for you right there. They have actually a you got, log of you soap. got a log of soap. Soap <laughs> log. <laughs> Stephanie got a bath bomb there, several of them for, for gifts, but she used one while we were still staying there, and the tub looked like there had been an autopsy conducted in it. Oh! Uh-huh. Because it kind of, you know, the, the color is, is all like sediment, and it, it clings to the side of the bathtub. It was, a ba- it, it was frightening when I went to the bathroom. And this is why you only use bath bombs on vacation, so you don't have to clean the shit up. Yep. <laughs> is that all that you, that you got for the shop? Well, then we got Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. Bibbidi Bobby Boo. So if you want to have your 
kids done up in princess costumes. You can get your hair done, your makeup did, your nails colored, and all your accessories done. I want accessories done. And this is new for the Grand Floridian, isn't it? It's relatively new. I'll go into my I'll go into what I found out when it when we get to the spa. And there's several packages you can get. We won't I won't go into details, but there's different levels you can spend on your kid and get her did up like a princess. Like a bibbity bobbity action. Like a bibbity bobbity boop. A bump. A boop. I don't. Is the bump still a thing anymore? It the probably little, is. The, the hairstyle, the little bump. Let's all do the bump. It's just one of those hairstyles when you when you just can't get the hair to do what you want to. You just throw it over bump a bump. It. Throw it over a bump. Yep. We talked about the pool bar, but we didn't talk about the pools. Do you have a second to talk about the pools? Well, there's two pools. You have a courtyard pool, which is the main pool. It's the quote unquote big pool. Now, the big pool, in this case, actually has the saunas, or the whirlpools, whereas the quiet pool has the slide, but no right. whirlpool. Which is which weird, is kind of weird. We, while we were waiting for you guys, we did go over to the courtyard pool and go in the hot tub, which is a big hot tub. It was bigger than the one at Bay Lake. And then we left there and went back to the other pool, which is... The, DVC, quote unquote DVC pool, which is a zero entry pool. It has a slide. It's right next to the beach. That's also where the cabanas are located, too. So if you're going to get a cabana, it's going to be over at the quiet pool. But that slide was a lot of fun. <laughs> the only problem I had with that slide, it was bumpy. It was bumpy. It was ribbed you could, for your pleasure. It was ribbed, yeah. No, Not no, for your no, pleasure. For, and I don't think it was ribbed for, for your torture. Pleasure. That shit hurt. <laughs> But Not a fan. Huh? It also has a waterfall, which you can get the backside of water outside yeah. of Jungle Cruise. This is very true. Is it like a grotto? No. It wasn't really a grotto, because it was just... The, the waterfall came over the rock formation that covered the slide. And there was just like a tiny walkway in between the rock formation and the pool. Uh, so it wasn't really a grotto. So you could remake the scene from uh, Jurassic Park 2. When the T-Rex well, comes through the waterfall. And if you can bring a T-Rex into the beach pool at Great Florida, yeah, probably. They have them inflatable costumes. Yeah, but I can picture that not going well when you get that in water. <laughs> I can picture it being funny because it tries to keep you afloat and you can't well, all move. I, all I'm picturing is well, it on its side and kind of like deepest, side paneling and spinning around in the circle. The deepest right <laughs> part of that pool was like four foot eight inches, so... It was a nice pool. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that pool a lot. It was. A lot I enjoyed hanging out in the zero entry area and just kind of sitting on the ground and like it was really comfy. Cool. And I was also kind of drunk. Yes. Yeah, and you you couldn't bring your drink into the zero entry area. You had to keep it on your little chair with your canopy. Well, that was the little chair we took over. They have regular chairs too without the canopy. Which yeah. we started at, but once the pool bar opened up, we're like, let's move over here. It's closer. Yes. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta be bar adjacent and they actually did have a waiter that came around to the stations and it, you could order directly from the wait staff as well. Yeah. Which is kinda convenient. Very it's almost like being on a cruise, but I think the prices were actually cheaper at the Grand Floridian. 
But speaking of pools and stuff, I'm going to take Oya over to Senses. And Senses, for those who don't know, is the spa. There are two locations. One's at the Grand Floridian. The other one is at the Saratoga Springs. Um, this one is considerably smaller than the one at Saratoga Springs. Um, some major differences that I found, because I have been to both at this point, is that the waiting room or the waiting area where you wait to get brought to get your treatment is not unisex in this one. And it's a lot smaller in the men's area. I can't speak for the women's area, but the unisex lobby, pretty much the waiting area for the women, for the, um, in Saratoga is a little bit nicer in my opinion. Just more spread out. It seems more relaxing to me. Um, the insides are kind of similar. The rooms looked kind of the same. And you can get any kind of treatment here. From your sweetest massage to a facial to get your nails did. You can get a pedicure. You can get a haircut. Full works of any kind of spa treatment that you can almost think of. Some things that we usually, at least I forget to go over. Um, robes and slippers are actually provided for you when you're actually at a spa. Um, some light snacks are available. If you get a treatment done, you are treated to an alcoholic beverage or non-alcoholic beverage. Either champagne, beer, soda, coffee, whatever you'd like. Um, you can actually go back the day of your treatment if you just want to hang out in the spa area. So it's like a, kind of like an all-day pass. Pretty much. You don't get actually. You don't get another treatment if you get if you want to pay for oh, it. But you can go back and hang out. And... But you can go. You can use the steam room, which is a lavender steam room. I want to say. You can use the hot tub and you can use the gravity chairs. It's also attached to a full-service gym, which is actually split with the poly. So you, this is the gym you would use. If you wanted to exercise or you didn't feel like you did enough walking on your vacation. And you felt like, you you know, you know, you never know. Bruh, do you even uh, lift, bruh? Um, if you are more comfortable for guys or girls, you can choose the kind of masseuse you have or the kind of person giving you treatment. If you're more comfortable with a male masseuse, you can request a male masseuse. You just need to let them know at the time of your booking. Um... That's really all I have. If you do schedule two together, we recommend that you schedule a massage before your facial, body treatment, or nail service, just for the simple reason that you don't want to get all that stuff. You're already relaxed. You don't want to try to get your nails did at that point. After that. No, before that. It's just, you get your nails did, you're going to make you lie down, you're going to get it all messy, you're going to get your hair did. It's not going to work. Um, the other stupid thing that most people forget is anytime you get a massage, and I don't care where you go, whether it's Grand Floridian, whether it's by your home, drink plenty of fluids. Yep. Kind of break up all the stuff that's going on in your body when you get a massage or you get a treatment like this. Alcohol is not considered a fluid in this situation. You will get drunk very quickly if you are not careful. So that's a pro tip. Uh, just, just a tip. It's just a tip. It's just a tip. Just a it's tip. just a tip. It's amateur tip. <laughs> um, the other thing is that the 20% gratuity we automatically apply to all spa treatments and services. So if you feel like tipping your masseuse, feel free. But it's already 
and when you check out, when you paying your bill, it's already applied. And that's not included in the listed fee, correct? That is correct. Okay. But if you have DBC annual pass, there are discounts available. Oh. I am kind of thinking because I have had a massage here that the next time I might get a beard trim because they do do that here. Oh. Yeah, it's a $15 extra charge, so you know what? Seems worth it for $15. I, I think in January I might do some more to shavings because, listen, they they made the trussle look pretty. Wow. They can make me look pretty, too. Now, Love I you, don't know. <laughs> you ain't right. Now, I don't know if they offer this at Saratoga, but I can't picture they don't. But they have character couture packages. And this is a regal makeover designed for guests of all ages, where Bippity Boppity Boutique is strictly for kids. If you're an adult and you want to get this done, this is the place to do it. So you have a storybook style, which is a classic character-inspired hairstyle. You can get a magical makeover, which is a classic character-inspired hairstyle and makeup. Or you can get a timeless transformation, which is a classic character-inspired hairstyle, makeup, and nails. I don't know how much any of this costs. None of it is listed. Well, if you have to ask. You probably can't afford it. <laughs> it's the Grand Floridian, so... Stephanie was mentioning this the other day, and they even have an option where uh, they'll come to your room and, and do you up there. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. That's like some J-Lo level shit right there. Yeah, that's, that is. Uh, you I know, I don't because even want to know how much it is. If, if you're getting ready to go, like, you know, to a dapper day uh, type of thing, and you've, you, you know, you may not want to run around in your formal wear to, to get that done you can get dressed in your room and get get ready there and go right to the the event i don't know i guess yeah or maybe you just want to lay around naked and have someone put makeup on you that's hot that you know puts the lotion on the hands i guess well i guess it or it puts the sushi on the body and you can be like a table (laughs) was that an episode of red shoe diaries i think so (laughs) um the massage that i usually get is a custom massage and the reason why i choose that is because i never know what part of my body is going to hurt the most and this way they kind of focus and they'll find those spots for you and loosen that up and pound those out but me personally if i had to choose i would choose saratoga it just it seems very tight in grand floridian and it seems almost a little claustrophobic when we were there the last time in grand floridian there was a kid getting like all done up as a character and the mother was trying to pay and everything was going on and it seemed very hectic in the lobby and it was the last thing i kind of needed after a relaxing massage ah yeah i can see that i can hear that in my head and i've heard a lot of people say that the saratoga spa is better i mean it might be out of the way depending on where you're staying at but i would recommend saratoga over grand flow and speaking of things that are found in Saratoga and not every place else, Mikey has some notes on the DVC in the Grand Floridian Resort. So take it away, Mikey. So yeah, back in 2013, in October, uh, the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and teeny tiny spa, now that I've learned from Adam, uh, opened <laughs> with, with 147 rooms uh, or yeah, rooms, villas and, and studios. 
and it became the 12th Disney Vacation Club property. Now, keeping with the charm of and Victorian um, elegance of the main building, uh, the the the, the well, the villas um, deliver a bit more of a premium experience. Um, they're going to be located to the right side of the main building as you're walking up to it. And there is a uh, covered walkway that kind of connects them. It's got really, really nice, uh, you know, landscape and it's manicured really well. It, it looks nice. It does um, take you, uh, you know, along the way you'll pass the, uh, the, the beach pool that uh, Tim was talking about. I think that's, that's where we saw you guys. Um, mm-hmm. You can walk right into it, and it, that uh, pool kind of overlooks Seven Seas Lagoon, and you can obviously see all that from the the walkway. Uh, once you get inside the DVC building, you, you know you got the welcome desk to the one side, but you got this really—I mean, I, I know we keep talking about stuffiness and, st- and what have you—and the DVC lobby is quite a bit smaller than the the main entrance to the resort, but it's a very grand-looking lobby. It, it's still keeps with that theme of uh you know vacationers from the the late 1800s early 1900s established florida kind of as their wintertime sanctuary during the golden age of travel and that's that's basically the best way to kind of describe what you know what you see there but it's balanced with some uh, little sprinkles of disney magic um, mostly in the form of nods to to mary poppins which you can find in the lobby and, and then in the guest rooms um you know, so center stage in the lobby, you've got this uh, great fountain. It's a bronze fountain that features the Mater D penguins from the film, and they're kind of standing on each other and, and hanging off the edge of the fountain. And it, it's it's really cute. It's real whimsical. I just have to say one thing: coming back drunk, this is a trip hazard. Yeah, it is because it's because <laughs> you want to kind of go straight through to your room, which to is the directly on the other yeah. side. Over the fountain, but you got to go around it. But you do. I mean, we saw kids playing in the fountain. I mean, yeah. yeah so it's not that stuffy. It's not that stuffy. No, it's not at all. And of course, they may. Maybe they were playing in the fountain. Maybe they were trying to get enough money to buy a, a, a dole whip from the the change that gets thrown in there. Tim, you never know. You never know. But any change thrown in there does get donated to local charities. Yes. Can we talk about my favorite part of the lobby? Uh, I think I know what it is. What's that, Tim? The free coffee. No. No. The little bitty tiny couches. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the little couches that we sat in. Yes, uh, it does have. And I've actually got notes on that actually coming up next. Um, so, yeah, when, when you get into the lobby, you'll find overstuffed chairs and couches that make a great spot to sit and uh, enjoy a cup of coffee. They do have complimentary coffee service in the lobby from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then off to the side of that's this small little seating area that will hold three kids, and it will poorly hold three grown-ass men. And they can sit there in front of this TV to watch a little Disney entertainment while you enjoy your little cup of coffee to wind down or to get ready to go to the parks. It's, you know, it's like one TV with this little bitty three-person couch i think is what it was i don't know it was it was small it was small it was really small which 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 makes sense because they got the small uh sink up at the contemporary (laughs) and and just sometimes things in disney are just small (laughs) forced Um, perspective yeah forced perspective it just makes you feel bigger um 
Now, an, an, another cool thing of decor they got in, in the lobby area is uh, they've got some carousel horses. Um, and one of them is actually a replica of a horse in Disneyland called Jingles, which is one of the, uh, the, the most ornately decorated horse on the King Arthur's carousel down there and, and they got like a little sister to it you know set up and it's behind glass and everything it look I mean I looked at it it's, it's really cool it's 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 nice it's artistic <laughs> well that was what was that Lee and Disney's favorite horse on it was yes the carousel. now you get away from that you get to the actual theming of the inside rooms of the studios and the villas and it it's yeah. Here's where I struggle with this resort because on the outside it is Victorian area beachfront, you know, luxury. The inside now we've got this French bar being put in there at the Enchanted Rose, and then you get to the DVC, and things are somewhere between Mary Poppins, like you know we've mentioned, which some of the uh, the interior theming of, of the rooms and stuff will have nods and decor uh, harkening back to Mary Poppins. And then some of it is 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 Dumbo, so it's, it's there's there's a little bit of a a little disconnect. Yeah, there's an identity an identity uh, complex with what's going on. I get the Dumbo because it starts off in Florida, so I, I get mm-hmm. that. The Mary Poppins because the Victorian era. I get that. Still struggling with the Beauty and the Beast, but that's just me. So, yeah, you've got uh, nods to Dumbo and Mary Poppins. All the rooms, whether they're a villa or whether they're a, a studio, will have, like, you know, nice uh, granite countertops and crown molding, and you should have uh, mirrored televisions in the bathrooms, um, which is a thing, I guess. And then, uh, you know, flat-screen TVs, Blu-ray players, just kind of what you'd expect in a... Um, you know, a DVC, a DVC room. But things kind of, once you start getting into the bigger rooms, you start getting, more, you know, more shit. You know, the deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that normally That's works? That's how that works. <laughs> Your studios are going to be around 370 square feet. You're going to get a queen bed, a sleeper sofa. Uh, I think you got a bunk bed, kitchenette, mini fridge, a wet bar, and a porch slash balcony you can go up to the one bedroom villa which is going to get you 844 square feet so it you know it more than doubles <clears throat> that's going to get you a bigger bed yes tim can, I, can, yes, I, can we make an aside about this one bedroom villa? let, let me break it down and then we can go aside yes, on okay. It, okay you get you get the king bed you get the queen sleeper you get the bunk bed you still get the you know uh you, you should have you know I'm afraid my notes may be wrong now that you make an aside, but you got like a kitchen area, a dishwasher, yep. fridge, stove, oven. So you got like a full kitchen, basically, uh, washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, walk-in shower. <laughs> okay, that, okay, that hang was on. my aside. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like there's like a, a freestanding jacuzzi. Was there a yes. jacuzzi tub? Yep. And then again quote-unquote, private porch or balcony. So, uh, tell me of this walk-in shower, Tim. Well, it's not so much as a walk-in shower, more like a 12-person orgy shower. Oh, a grotto. Now we've got a yes. grotto. Now we've got a grotto, yes. 
This thing was bigger than our bathroom in our house. A whole bathroom could fit inside this shower. Dude, a whole bath, it's almost the size of a walk-in closet. Have you, have you ever been in a shower where you can move and not get wet? Like you can move like a foot and not get <laughs> I, wet? I have. When I, when I was in Houston a couple years ago, that swanky joint had a shower like okay. that. But it had two two nozzles, one on the wall and one on the overhead, so I could that's, turn. Yeah, that's what this was. Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't have to turn. You can actually walk away from the shower. No, no, I mean, I, mean, I could turn off the overhead. Uh, we, could, and then... we could probably park our Nissan in that shower. That's impressive. <laughs> it was a big shower. It had a big fuck bench. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what The weirdest calling. part, though, it, it had the glass door on one side of it. And when you got out of the shower and you opened up the glass door... Directly in front of you was, uh, the door had a mirror on it. So it was kind of off-putting. It was like, oh, who, is, who is that? Oh, that's me. That's me through that fogged-up mirror. But, yeah. you know, when you get out of the shower, you know, you're warm, things have stretched. Maybe that's when you want to see yourself most. But it is it is kind of weird, though, because that part of the bathroom was the biggest part of the bathroom where the, the toilet was and the... Two sinks. But, I mean, two people can bathe at the same time because the way it was set up was that you had the shower and the toilet in one room and then there was a dividing door that separated the bathroom, ba the bathtub yeah, with, with the buttons and another sink with another, like a full sink. So you And that had a separate two doors that you can close to. So technically two people can be kind of getting ready at the same time if one of you wants to take a long bath. And also, I don't know if you can use a bath bomb, in the, bath bomb in the jacuzzi, but I think I need to try that out next time. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend My news. <laughs> My news. We didn't use a tub. Nobody used a tub. We just took, no. we just took showers. Ah, uh, Steffi loves a tub. But it was but... a big bathroom. Yeah, well, I mean, 844 square feet is what I'm showing on my notes. So you've probably got a quarter of that is your bathroom. A good, a good chunk portion of it, yeah. of it is your bathroom. That yeah. room was bigger than our first apartment. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Without a doubt, Without yes. Without a doubt. Well, still, there's only, I mean, only one all right. place... Uh, let me put it to you this way. You walk into this into this one bedroom, and there's a foyer. Like, a f like it, it divides yeah. the whole... Wow. It was crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that's was, excellent use of, of your space, then. Well, maybe not yes. to have that much... You. You probably could have put another bedroom in there if you'd have gone with your, like, regular. No. No. No, it wasn't that big. But the table, the dining room kitchen table was like a banquette because it had a bench and there oh, was yeah. tables on the other side. It was us, Matt, the Trossels, and Josh Wozni and Chris's cousin. We all set, we before we started doing up our costumes for Not So Scary, we sat around that table and ate our lunch. They Trussell's brought us lunch from Publix. Publix subs, one of the best. I'm sorry, and, you mean the shoemakers, right? Yeah, the shoemakers. Because they were shoemakers at that point. The still well, shoemakers. Lauren's eaten for three, so. <laughs> but that's how comfortable this room was. That this table sat more than what the room could technically hold. It's impressive. And it didn't ever feel crowded with all those people in there, which was weird. It was very weird. Because if I had that many people in the first apartment we lived in, it felt crowded. And we did have that many people in the first apartment we lived in, and it felt crowded. Well, maybe maybe you should have gone with the two-bedroom. 
That would have got uh, you more than... I don't got that kind of points. <laughs> yeah, we don't. <laughs> Two-bedroom will get you 1,230 square feet. Uh, again, Which is bigger than our house. <laughs> that's the size yeah, that's just bigger than this house yeah, right now. That's the size of my house. You get a king-size bed, queen-size bed, again with the sofa, the bunk bed, and then everything else, the refrigerator, and blah, 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 blah. Or, or you can just cash all your points in and get the three-bedroom grand villa, which is more than twice the size of the two-bedroom villa at 2,800 square feet. And you have rooms everywhere. More bathrooms than you have bedrooms. A dining room table that you could fit the entire cast of the Last Avengers movie around. <laughs> and on. And on and yes. on. Uh, a theater room that you can sleep in. <laughs> well, that's almost like another bedroom. It, it was, it yeah, was a, size it, well, bedroom. yeah, it, it can be technically considered a bedroom because there's a closet, but it is it was pull-out it, couch. Somebody slept there. It was decent as far as like a single bedroom would have gone, but I feel like for a theater room, it was small. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and again... You get the uh, quote-unquote private porch or balcony that's not super private because every bedroom had a looks out on it, and every it's just anybody can go out on that balcony at any point yeah. from like and, three different well, directions. Well, it's private for the suite. When you think about when you think uh, about the three-bedroom suite, it's private for that suite, yeah, and that's what they I, mean. I guess. For the entire room, it's private. And you can totally high-five people walking on the sidewalk out in front of you. Yes, well, that was because... Which was great for people walking. Floor. It was uh, people watching. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Watching. It's really great, great for uh, the uh, electrical water pageant watching. Yes, without a doubt. And there was some impromptu karaoke from people walking by. Yes. All right, so now I have to have a ask a question for you guys because that we wrapped up the rooms and pretty much everything and we were stay we stayed at a um ground feridian now and we stayed at a bay lake. bay lake tower which did you prefer i preferred bay lake just because so I. I mean there there's no reason to put a grand villa on the first floor ever anywhere all right besides that well, just I mean, take the room. Just take the take room the, as Take is. the location if, out. Just take the location out. If it out. was on the third floor, would that would have would have changed it that much? No, I, I still would have gone Bay Lake. Just I liked the uh, uh, just just so, so much about it. It, it seemed um, like there was so much more room there. It, for me, the the grand the great room, I guess you would you would call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The sitting where it's I mean, just it opened up to the two stories. I, I love those huge windows. It, but, but besides the huge window, it was a place to congregate. Yeah, it really felt as big as that 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 room was. It felt like it was a place to that we all were at the same time. Yep. And we could have fun in the living room and everything, and the dining room. It just felt more homey to me, and I don't know why that is. There was more usable space in the Bay Lake. Well, I'm totally grateful for to be able to experience both of those. Bay Lake, hands down, was the better of the two. The kitchen was more user-friendly. I mean, I don't know. I didn't use the kitchen neither one, so I can't say shit about that. Uh, the, eating, the kitchen was more open. Which is more user-friendly. It was more, more user -friendly. Friendly. open. 
Well, no, it was more of an open floor plan in in Bay Lake. Yeah, and you could fit more than you could fit more than two people in that kitchen. If you had two people in the kitchen in the Grand Floridian, oh, yeah, no, you're right there. You were like, yeah, you're like, get out. I need to move. Get okay. out. But why were? But and again, and that's that comes to like I guess planning of a house or what have you. Everybody always congregates in the kitchen, and that's what we did at Bay Lake. We couldn't do that at Grand Floridian because it was enough. Oh, room. we tried. We tried. Oh, there, there was a bunch of room. us in there at one point. <laughs> there wasn't enough room. It was like, get out. I need to move. There was get more out. room in the shower. That's it. Yeah. Yes. The shower is <laughs> bigger than the kitchen. Well, I guess uh, the only only place to go at this point uh, is is to go and and to go. You got to have transportation. Tim, what do you got on that? Yeah. Well, transportation. I mean, there's uh, a plethora of transportation options at the Grand Floridian. Ooh, a plethora. <laughs> Obviously, the first one you get the monorail, the hidden monorail, the hidden monorail. <laughs> when it works, when doors aren't falling off of it, you have your boat launches, which serves uh, the Grand Floridian and I think it's the Grand Floridian and Wilderness Lodge and Magic Kingdom, and sometimes Contemporary, and sometimes Poly, depending on. No, the Contemporary is. Different. It's sometimes Polly and sometimes. Oh, okay. You also have your motorized boat rentals. You can rent a pontoon boat and hang out on Seven Seas Lagoon. You can rent one of those little. I don't know what the little boats are called. Sea racers. Sea racers. Yes. Thank you. I must call them sea dudes, but I knew that was wrong. You have your pirates adventure cruise, which kids from four to twelve can set sail on a pirate adventure and find some hidden treasure. I thought they moved at the Contemporary. It's here. You can still do it here, too. There's also fishing excursions that you can take out of the Grand Flow, which we learned is only one boat that leaves out of the Grand Flow, which we, we do now. Every sheet up, there is a fishing excursion. <laughs> There'll be one in the next one, too. And the piece de resistance is the Grand One. The Yacht. Yacht. Yes. Yacht, which we had the pleasure of, of experiencing in April... It's Disney's 52-foot yacht that you can take out on a fireworks cruise, a wedding cruise, whatever cruise you want to do. It starts at, I think, 400 bucks an hour, if I'm not mistaken. You can get food, drink options, a butler. It holds up to 17 people with a butler or 18 people without him. You're going to need him. You're going to need him. Mm-hmm. You're going to need him, and it's a great time. If you get 17 of your closest friends to split the cost, it's... And you can you can BYOB? Uh uh no you can't. Okay. You can pre-party. But the the booze package is not that bad is not cost prohibitive. Um it was pretty reasonable for what we got. Do you get to keep the I think leftovers? the only thing we all kind of decided is that we would skip the foods and spend more on the booze. Yeah, we'd skip the food and and just do the booze. Cuz the food is like finger foods and it's like stuff you can get at Magic Kingdom fucking carts. Like cheese and crackers and... I mean, the food was good. It was okay. But, I mean, it wasn't awful. Like, but you don't eat, like, the stuff that was there, so... But, I mean, we enjoyed the food, but it just it just didn't make economical sense the, to continue with the, um, the food choices that we had. The best part, and I'm sure everybody's heard this story before, was turning the boat around to get fucking shot glasses. Yes, there is. Because they didn't have shot glasses on the boat. But they had pickle juice. They did have pickle juice because we we had to. uh, James had to especially request the pickle juice for pickle (laughs) bags. 
most of the option most of the travel options for the Grenfell are aquatic based since it is on seven seas again. Makes sense. And naturally you can get uh, anywhere else from there using the, the buses or the minivans or lifts. And if you're Ubers, having your wedding Ubers, there, Ubers. you can hire the horse drawn carriage or the Cadillac that sits out front. That is a sweet ride. A thirty two Cadillac. That was pretty awesome. That's that, that that's nice. And then of course I look at it and I see kids climbing on it. I'm like, fucking get your bastards off that, would you? <laughs> yeah. So and and you mentioned um, having a wedding there. I don't think we're going to go into too great of a detail about that, but um, there it is kind of on property, I guess. Kind of, it's definitely it is uh, technically on Grand Floridian property. It's definitely themed alongside Grand Floridian. There is the wedding definitely. pavilion. Um, it's there. You can rent it through events by Disney. And, and or enchanted weddings or whatever they call that. I'm not looking to get married, so I didn't really um, go down that rabbit hole at all. I don't have any details for you. Go find it out on yourself, and then get back to us. Uh, well, we kind of thought about doing it for our fifth wedding anniversary. It was just this year, and it was like, it's really expensive. Maybe the ten year. We'll see. Maybe a select few sheeters will be invited. We'll see. You, you can't do like a ten year because Steffi and I have done ten year in Disney, and I didn't do anything like can that. We, can we raffle off spots? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll have a fundraiser. We'll make a fundraiser. wish. No, because I want presents. So fuck that. You're <laughs> raffling off no, shit. No, we can raffle them off. So we can raffle them. No, off I am spots. not raffling off shit. I want presents for my anniversary. Yes. He wants a squirrel. I want a squallet. Squallet. <laughs> well, well, sounds I, like I, I you're going to go listen to a guy talk about a Sasquatch next week. <laughs> um, so it, we'd be remiss to have this discussion about the Grand Floridian Hotel without at least, and this is just where, again, I'm just touching on it because I couldn't find a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot about it, but without mentioning... Uh, the orchestra, the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra that does perform there and has since 1988 when the resort opened. Basically, uh, I would call it a, a jazz ensemble, and they're, they're wearing costumes that are reminiscent and in character of like the Victorian era when big bands were all the rage and at your luxurious hotels, you'd find them performing in the lobbies. Uh, originally, when, when they were... Uh, performing they only played you know ragtime mostly but as times changed and you know guests tastes changed they uh, they found themselves playing more contemporary tunes and actually turned into more of a more of a jazz troupe as opposed to a, a ragtime band they are um really known for you know their arrangements of popular disney tunes and they've got music for sale literally everywhere, like Amazon, iTunes. Um, I think you can still buy CDs of them. But they've got a lot of albumins out. Uh, and like, if you go to their Facebook page, it's just that they have uh, they alternate, you know, members in the band. They don't all play every time that they're up there. But the list of of uh, current members and previous members is a mile long there's just so many dudes have been in this in this group since uh 88 so i uh, really can't you know 
say much else about it. I, I didn't get a chance to hear them when we were there because when we were checking in, they weren't playing, obviously, because it was midday, and uh, we didn't get a chance to hear them. I wish I would have. I love me some, some live music. I will say they, they have recently, I think, what, right now, are they upstairs and they've got a new spot coming up downstairs, or have they it's, moved it's, yet? Uh, They're still downstairs. No, as of today, that. we're recording on October 15th. They are now downstairs. Okay. Their stage opened up. Well, they've been downstairs. Well, the new stage opened up today adjacent to the front doors. Okay. Well, so they're, again, they've always loved interacting with guests when they come in, and they always love seeing you when you, you know, new uh, resort goers as as they're arriving. So definitely uh, worth checking out. Uh, I will mention uh, what the hell? Some assholes stole some of their costumes. Recently, they had they had a theft of some of their costumes getting stolen. Yeah, we saw what that. the fuck's going on in Disney now with their shit getting theft. stolen right and left? Theft. Damn it. Fucking ridiculous. They must not have any video cameras. So for the most part, I guess, uh, Grand Floridian, we dig it. The theming's good. Uh, the, the rooms were great. The shower apparently was fantastic. Um, I'm still hung up on... The former Meisners, and and having it turned into something out of the Beauty and the Beast movie. So, I think we need to uh, replace that with a real quick bar refurb. If you guys are down for that, all right, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, Adam, do you want to go first? I can take it. All take right. it. So take it all. This is what I got. I'm going to call this A Club Lounge, capital A. And this is now going to be a lounge based around the Adventurers Club. You can tie that in. You can absolutely that. tie that in. I didn't see that coming. It you can tie it in, but I didn't see that coming. the time frame. It fits with everything about the Grand Floridian Resort. It just made the most sense to me. Um, what I would love to do is bring back all the drinks from the Adventurers Club and all the specialty drinks that they had there. And what I would have to set us up with to keep with sort of like, you know, all those hotels back in the day had that library that you went to to just relax, unwind. And so we can keep with the library theme with all the trophies and the history and all the stuff that they did. And this would be just the lounge where they would all go to hang out. Should have made him go last. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> he ain't gonna win this one. And I'm gonna do a pop-ups poll in this one because I got I think I'm gonna win this one. Oh, oh no. Poll's coming out. Poll's coming out. Poll's coming out. Alright then. Well then then I'll let you go last, okay. Tim, since you know you you think you're the the well, ringer here. I said I said that about last week's episode and I didn't win either I wouldn't either, so <laughs> your poll's only been out for a day. It was like twenty three to to seven. <laughs> there's still a chance. You're there's always there's a, a chance. chance. Well, there's also a chance that Georgia's going to win a national championship. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, shots fired. All right, so um, my refurb. Since you know we're talking about the twenties, uh, there was a little bit of prohibition in the twenties. So I'm going with uh, a bar. I'm calling it McCoy's. And it's named after the Prohibition bootlegger Bill McCoy. 
who was most famous for being a rum runner and smuggling rum from the Bahamas uh, into Southern Florida. And you know, I what I what I want to go with is I want the 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 bar. You go in there, and I want you to feel like you're on the deck of one of his rum boats. I want the floor to be dark and weathered wooden planks. Uh, I want the walls to be painted a nice sky blue and adorned with like you know really rich wooden railings just to kind of you know feel like you're you're still on the you're you're on the boat you know so you got the the wooden railings that go all the way around blocking tackles you know hanging from the ceiling and 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 you know um, posts wooden columns going up uh, I want you know a lot of uh, a lot of brass copper gas lights hanging on the walls and antique maritime items portholes uh you know, round tables that are kind of inlaid that look like a, an old, you know, compass rose. I just want to have this really, uh, you know, warm kind of uh, antique vibe going on. And then my drinks menu there, I'm, I'm thinking I want to go with an extensive rum selection, obviously. And I want to feature um, some uh, traditional Cuban and Bahamian mixed drinks. And uh, the, the whiskey selection will um, feature rum cask finishes as well as the standard Disney parks, you know, selections. And uh, can I finish mine? I forgot to say something. <laughs> vote for me. Is vote that what me. you forgot to vote say? For Pedro. <laughs> nope. I didn't say vote for me. I forgot to say something. Yeah, go ahead. I'll cut it. And every hour on the hour, we'll have Stephanie Weisenhunt singing the Adventurous Club theme song. Stephanie who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if she gets hired to work down there and be a cast member and perform that, we gone. We gone. <laughs> no, she she can even record it. I don't care, but yeah. No, no, no. It's got to be live. <laughs> and, and it's got to be three pumpkins in. <laughs> Congolouche. <laughs> Sorry. So that's 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 what I would do. I'd go with something, and I'd call it McCoy's, and I'd I'd stick with the whole prohibition like rum running thing. I love the whole idea about prohibition, but I'd want it to be more hidden. Well, sort of like Enzo's, right? Where no, you have I, to I, like... I, I get that, but I wanted to go a different direction, I guess, with I more of it. an actual history in Southern Florida. Um, Fair enough. That's uh, Tim. What are you hiding? I'm not hiding anything. I'm I'm floating my bouginess with this with this bar. Okay, oh, <laughs> I I found a new love for the Grand Floridian through this last trip, and my new lounge is going to be called the Seven Grand. Oh Jesus so, Christ! Which, it's, hey, it's Jesus a double Christ. entendre because it's a play on the Seven Seas Lagoon and the original Seven Lands of the Magic Kingdom. Oh shit, that's really fucking cool. And Seven Grand <laughs> is what you need to stay at this motherfucking place. No. <laughs> so we're going to have popular turn of the century drinks was during Prohibition. Uh, one of the main alcohols you can get is gin because like Mike said before, it didn't need to be aged. So it was ready to go at a moment's notice. You're going to have a gin ricky, highball, the bee's knees, a Southside cocktail, and a lot of other gin-based drinks. There's going to be a, pia- a player piano playing versions of today's popping music a la Westworld. Westworld. You ever watch Westworld? Nice. Give me some of that Black Hole Sun. Yep, that's all. Yep. That's, everybody goes to that yep. song. Right I know. Away every time you say Westworld, I know. Have... It's a great song anyway, but yeah. The bar staff is going to be dressed in period attire with the striped shirts and the garters on the arms. 
there's gonna be the, the Dapper Dan's may come out and perform every once in a while. And obviously we have to make room for the Grand Floridian Orchestra. Because right now they're kind of homeless. They're squatting. They got squatters they're rights squatting. going on in the yeah. lobby. I'm just going to say Stephanie's going to sing with the accompaniment of the orchestra. <laughs> this isn't rent. <laughs> is she, is she going to accompany herself with a 10-gallon pickle drum? <laughs> no, stop with the teaming up. She's not even here to help you team up. She's been at like five tonight. <laughs> but that's my lounge and it's called seven grand Seven grand. it definitely sounds fancy expensive it, sound it sounds expensive <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh so yeah we'll have a, a poll go up uh for you know adam's fun little a club lounge a club uh McCoy's, my Rum Runners themed lounge, and then Tim with his uh, not not so speakeasy. Um, <laughs> pinkies out, bitches. Yeah, pinkies, pinkies out, out seven bitches. Yeah, with his, uh, <laughs> his his Bruno Mars the lounge. Um, Twenty four. I'm too hot. Hot damn. <laughs> So, yeah, be sure and head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets, so you can make sure you get voted in on that. If you're not a member there, you'll have to answer three questions. We have got a backlog of requests because folks aren't answering questions or they're getting invited by other members who don't tell them they invited them. So, you know, it's it's not just that simple. You can't just, you know, sneak them into the back door. There's there's You got to go 90 and we'll go 10, so they got to answer the questions. Yeah, we've got uh, events coming up. I saw something new come out today, Mr. Adam Person. Well, yes, there is some stuff planning. But first, let's go with uh, what's coming up really quick. Okay. So um, there are going to be a few people down for Wine and Dine. If you are going down for Wine and Dine, we have our three sheets to the mouse running group. Please make sure to join up, link up. There are a bunch of people coming not as many as we thought there would be, but there will be people down for wine and dine. Please meet up. Take lots of pictures. We want to see all your posts. Also, we have Sheeters Getting Dopey. The official event night will be the Tuesday night before the races. And we are going to try to catch Illuminations together or whatever the hell it's called now because I don't remember. Epcot Forever. I remembered. So... We will be trying to catch at the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, a few of us have dinners at Takumitai or Takumite. I can't pronounce Tony it. Tony Katane? Yes, that too. Okay. She's going to be dancing on the car during illuminations. Um, but a few of us have reservations there, so we'll probably be somewhere around the Japan Pavilion, so keep your eye on the page and the event page for that. Also in February, we have the Princess Races coming up, so... A bunch of us will be down for that as well. And just announced today on the Facebook page, our November official sheet up. We are actually going to be down to try to catch some of the holiday decorations this time. Some events are being planned. They're in the hush-hush stage right now. But it looks like we're going to get something pretty fucking amazing going on. So if this is a sheet up that you do not want to miss, it's going to be crazy. It's only going to be for well, it's you don't only going to be for a short them, weekend. But... 
But there is an event that we are trying to plan that we haven't done anything like this yet. So keep your eyes peeled on the page. And we've done a lot of shit. We've done a lot of shit. And yeah. we keep escalating this shit, so I, I don't know what's I mean, going to happen in two or three We're going to have to build a fifth gate. We're going to end up buying <laughs> fucking Disney. We're going to buy Disney. Wait, we're going to just buy know. Disney. You, you, this is the one you want to go to. This is the one. Now, um, I, I, just, wanted, I just want to jump in real quick. So what I'm gathering is if you don't want to have to run, November is the sheet up to go to. November is not a running sheet up. That is okay. correct. It is just, just yeah. going to be us hanging out for sheet. a weekend. Just keep your eye on that page. The events page. Shit always pops up. There's, and there's even, you know, mini stuff that, 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 that happens that uh, aren't... We, well, we can't... According to Mikey yeah. rules, we can't officially call them a sheet-up nope. unless the host is present. That's right. It's not an official... It's not a, it's not a sanctioned sheet-up, so... But you are still a sheet-up nonetheless, even though a host is not present. But please right. keep on making your own plans... It's Please keep on hanging out with each shit. other. It warms our hearts when we see we created this group that y'all are getting together without us. So it, it's it's sheeters assembled, and that's what Three Sheets Nation is. So no doubt, you don't have to have uh, one of us to you know there to hold your hand and show you where the booze is. You can find it, and then take a picture of it and show us where it was. So then we'll find it next time. Like a bunch of hogs. That's right. Find the booze. Alcoholics, you know, find the booze. If booze was, if yeah, if booze was mushrooms, I'd be a, I'd be a pig, I guess is what. Oh no. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Well, nope. Stop it. Be nice. You already are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've already hit up on the social media, so blah blah something something. Check that out. Uh, nothing new at the magical meltdown since last week, except the uh, gondolas, the death buckets shirts, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of took off because uh, the, the the gondolas couldn't stop, um, and, and I want to say they can't stop. I, I made the mistake stop. of tweeting that picture out and, and hashtagging it appropriately, and it kind of went half halfway viral on like the Twitter and Disney pages. It went viral. It went and, viral. And people dude. are go halfway. people are like, you know, I, here's my new pass holder magnet, and part of me is like, well, okay, that's cool, and part of me is like. Wait a second, because you can go to tpublic.com and and or, or magicalmeltdown.com, get to tpublic, and you can find uh, round magnets, and I get credit for it if you buy that from, from there. I don't think they're the same size as your pass holder magnets, but you know they're authentic. So, just saying, check it out, magicalmeltdown.com. That's where you'll find all the cool stuff from uh, Three Sheets Drinkware, T-shirts, coasters, who knows what else no llamas don't believe the business whatever, whatever else we can get our bermudian to make <laughs> well pretty much yeah when he's home he's busy when, yeah he's really busy okay uh well i guess that now we are wrapping uh stuff up you know like uh quarterback on prom night so let's let's hit up some some closing remarks uh tim i've always kind of scoffed at this resort and we we've from the for the first time we've gone to disney together we've always seen at citros i always felt like wow i don't belong here this is kind of the, i don't know it's too stuffy it's too i don't want to say high class but it was like not my style okay but as we got older and we've we freaking did this resort more 
and you've actually gotten to stay here, I'm, I'm actually warming up to the Grand Floridian style. I'm warming up to the Italian marble floors. I'm warming up to the wrought iron birdcage in the lobby. That, that thick-ass carpet when you leave your room and your fucking luggage won't want to roll on it because it's so thick and soft. And, and the TV's the TV's in the mirror. I know. It is weird. And the remote's so delayed. It's, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful resort. Yeah, it's weird. But there, there, it's a it's a wonderful resort. It's, would I say spend your points on something bigger than a one-bedroom? Maybe not. But definitely do a one-bedroom at the Grand Flow. It's, it's an amazing room. It's an amazing resort. I'd do it again. In worst case scenario, if you run out of room, someone could sleep in the shower. True story. Story. Twelve people can sleep in the shower if you want. Uh, vertically, I don't know that that's how you want to sleep. Mm, depends on what you get into. Now, you can do horizontally, it? but so many people on top of yeah, each other. Well, you have to really like your neighbor. You, yes, you do, Mister Rogers. All right, Adam, take uh, closing with remarks. So, I kind of loved this resort when we stayed there. I didn't think I would. I was afraid it was going to be too stuffy and too kind of too much for me and I I really enjoyed my time there as much as you think it's stuffy it it's like anything else it, it's what you make of it if you want it to be stuffy and you feel that you don't fit in you're never gonna fit in and that's why this group comes into play you fit in wherever the fuck you go if you're a fucking cheater there's always somebody down in Disney who's fucking wanting to hang out want to grab a drink and it, it we're growing exponentially every day it, it's anything is what you make of it. We had fun. We had fun at Victoria and Albert's. We were saying crass things and things we probably shouldn't have said at Victoria and Albert's. We still did it. So, sheet till I die, I guess, is the best way I can end this conversation. <laughs> and that's it, Mikey. It's on you. Sheet till I die. That's that sounds like something that should be a patch on the back of a biker's jacket or something like. And that. And I will wear that yes, patch I'm proudly. <laughs> we need now. Now we need just three sheets of biker pants. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I don't. I, I I think there's a very small percentage of sheeters that actually have a motorcycle. Um, maybe like an, a, another small percentage have bicycles. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even have a bike. Well, then I never learned how to ride a bike, so that's a different story for another day. <laughs> I'll teach you when you visit. Well, I'll take. I'll start you slow with with like a, a, a paddle boat or a pedal boat. <laughs> um, I you know I, I want to echo what everybody said. This uh, this resort. It's just if you ride the monorail, you see this resort, and you go past it, and of an evening, it is it's very striking because everything is lit up with great big light bulbs. That, that doesn't make any sense when I say it like that, but you know there's strings of lights. <coughs> line the uh, the outline and the lines of the resort i mean obviously at night things are lit up with with light bulbs that's you know makes this is just a, a very it, romantic looking resort it's it's a very fun place to be it's not it's not stuffy give it a shot you know have an orgy in the shower picture it didn't happen or park your car in the shower I regret that if, if it's a nissan you probably design. get a yeah. You can get a daywoo in there, no problem. Nissan Versa, Nissan Versa. <laughs> you probably get a juke in there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, Grand Floridian's great. I wish I would have caught the uh, the band, 
but they didn't play while we were there. So I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Is that a radio thing? We're going to go with it for listening this week to Three Sheets to the Mouse. Uh, do us a favor. If you did or did not like this, give us some type of activity over on iTunes. Just search us up. If you're listening to it, you know already know how to find it because everything's on iTunes. Uh, you know, rate and review. Let us know how things are going with the show. In your, if you didn't like it, keep your opinions to yourself. In your ear holes. Um, and my name is Susan, and this has been Table Talk. Yes, there you go. Trout Talk. No. This has been Trump Talk. Coffee Clutch. Coffee Clutch. Coffee Clutch. Coffee clutch. <laughs> So, Shooters, thank you for this time, for your time. And until next time you're standing in line at the Starbucks and you don't know what to order, just say, a fucking coffee. So long for and just a while. we hope to come back for episode 138. <laughs>Hi, my name is Susan, and this has been Coffee Clutch with us. If you don't like it, send all your complaints to me, susan at gmail.com. Thank you. (laughs) Karen, I saw you got not nice with the manager at Starbucks the other day. It really wasn't called for. (laughs) 